Welcome to In Progress, a podcast to help you grow and learn how to become a better version of yourself. Now, here's your host, Michael Cerigliano. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of In Progress. I'm your host, Michael Cerigliano, with special guest, Jay. Hello. Hello, everybody. My name is Jay. So, uh, Mike, we've got a bunch of stuff to talk about today. Absolutely. Um, like I said, I am here. I like... I'm like the divination or however you want to. I'm just Mike's good spiritual friend. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But really, we want to go over the, some of the parallels, really some of the parallels between Christianity and, you know, maybe esoteric religions or followings, um, but also the importance of other major religions around the world and their impact on people and and how people use them to go about their daily lives. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so do you want me to just sort of go right into divination or? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So when we, the the first thing that, you know, and you personally know that we've talked a lot about, Mm -hmm. um, for me, my, I guess he's a Hindu deity that I've used to sort of ground myself in this very confusing world is Ganesha, also known as the Ganapati. Um, Ganesha is known as the, in, in the Hindu religion, he's the remover of obstacles. He's the god of new beginnings, as you know. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the god of wisdom, so wise, um, of seeking guidance and clarity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was kind of a weird thing how I met Ganesha, if you will. Um, it's just it started off with this dreamlike state where mm-hmm. I began to be inundated with elephants and told to understand. Um, and it's when I began to understand my what was going on and my mental state and the incentives and things that were just happening in my life that I couldn't really explain for one reason or another, but always happened in my benefit. Um, it was at that point that I found Ganesha and the mm. Ganapati. Um, it was from there that I began to humble myself. That's that's a big one, man. Um, as like a teenager, as a young adult, I am, I was this reckless human being. I'm still pretty young, but I was this terrible, reckless human being. Um, But finding Ganesha, finding the Ganapati and being able to humble myself uh, mentally and physically Mm -hmm. um, led me to this new understanding of energy and divinity. Mm. Um, So many of your viewers watching at home, they probably, especially if they're in America, they are familiar with the Christian faith. Right, right. They are familiar with the, you know, there shall be no, you shall worship no idol before me. Mm-hmm. I am the one true God, the supreme, the one and the only, and the Alpha and the Omega. Yes. Um, and I wanted to talk specifically in Christianity. I, I don't want to make anybody, I, I don't, I'm not here to make anybody question the religious beliefs that they've grown up with. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to get to why. But I wanted to basically explain to your viewers that they have the opportunity to have whatever it is that their heart desires. Mm -hmm. It, whatever it is, this computer in front of me, it, I'm not kidding. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. it it can happen. And, um, and we're going to talk a little bit about how one can start down that path, right? How we can, and how Christian, how you don't have to sway away from Christianity to do so. This is right. what Jesus Christ talked about in the Bible. This yeah. is how you can pray. And so we're going to talk about praying and manifestation, and then we'll draw the parallels to polytheistic religions. Absolutely. And that's one thing that 
one reason why I uh, I thought that you'd be a phenomenal introduction to season two for the podcast is because you played a large role in my my growth. Sure. Because of all of this, right? Before you, I grew up in an Italian household, Christianity, Catholicism, mm-hmm. sure. all of that, um, praying and 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 things that everyone's taught growing up is just like the thing to do. And in meeting you, you opened my eyes to other options, other things that were out there that can reap the same benefits and rewards, if not more, um, just in a slightly different manner, slightly different mindset. Sure. And like you said, with the computer, when doing it properly, when doing it regularly, when, when doing it, you can really springboard yourself forward in every realm of life just by focusing on it and you've literally showed me that yes you've shown me that and that's what i want everyone else to see because this podcast is primarily a how to do sad things right and that's what you've done for me in this regard for sure and you know what it is too i see so many of these spiritual gurus right Mm. they're on tiktok they're on youtube they're doing the tarot poll oh which deck resonates with you pull this and they say well you can manifest your wildest dreams and you just have to trust in a deity or you just have to follow this well yes you can trust in a deity but similar to the christian religion which we'll get into they don't tell you how Mm -hmm. there's never a how no because you got to pay for their service. Correct. They want you to pay them yeah. for their how. We're gonna. Gi- I'm giving you the how, for free. We're, for free, completely free. You heard it here first. <laughs> um, but you know, and and so let's get into I guess energies. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk. We'll talk energies in particular, and this applies to Christianity, Jesus Christ. Um, literally, it applies Islam, uh, Judaism. I'm not sure what the deity they pray to. Um. Hinduism, all of the religions have this energy that you speak to. Yeah. So for sake of simplicity, we'll talk in forms of the Christian religion, mm. just because I'm sure majority of your viewers are going to be familiar with that. Oh, yeah. So in Christianity, when you need something to happen, right? Mm. You need something major to happen in your life, someone to save you in your life, or something to come through, what does a Christian do? Pray to God. Pray to God. So what if it wasn't necessarily who you're praying to, but how you're praying that led to the prayers not being answered? That's not something I've ever even thought about. It's not something you've ever thought about. It's probably not something they've ever thought about. Mm -hmm. But if you ever, so my thing is, if you've ever spoken to God, Mm -hmm. or if you're a Hindu follower or whatever, your desired deity of choice, and you've wondered why it may feel like it falls upon deaf ears, mm-hmm. it may be the way that you're praying. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and that's because most of us were taught to pray not by a spiritual leader, not by somebody who has seen it with success. We were taught to pray by our parents. Right. You were taught to pray. What, what the hell does my grandmother know about speaking to God and making mountains move? Mm-hmm. Nothing. No, nothing She's at all. praying for her rent bill to get taken care of. <laughs> And still, right. and still got evicted. And still got evicted. Somehow it didn't work. Right. And it's and 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 in the Christian Bible, right? We're, we're keeping this on the Christian faith because Christians will be quick to throw that Bible at you. They'll say, no, no, no. The Bible says, let me explain to you. 
The Bible says that when you pray, you pray to God or you pray to Jesus, it says that you must... A lot of people, when they go through the process, they fold their hands together, they get down on their knees, and, you know, you know, Father, Father God, please watch over my children as they are on a journey wherever. And children come home safe, nothing bad happens. Now, somebody does the same thing, but this time for $10,000. Mm -hmm. They're broke as a joke, and they're going to stay that way. Absolutely. Do we know why? Why? Because the Christian faith wants you to pray, but when you pray, you need to be enveloped by your prayer, right? So, okay. so you go to Christ. So when you go to Christ with a need, or you go to Christ with a want, mm. in order for Christ to grant that to you, you must be enveloped. And, and by enveloped, it means to be surrounded by, be enveloped and surrounded by what it is that you seek and what you seek shall be yours. Mm -hmm. So the problem is they took that little bit out of the Bible, right? They took the little bit about having an ulterior motive out of the Bible. They That's took not, that out. It's not in there. Ah. It's not in there. All it says is pray to Jesus and you'll get what you want. But it doesn't say that you have to be enveloped by what you want. Mm -hmm. It doesn't say that you have to be focused on what you want. No, they took that part out. Emperor mm -hmm. Constantine did. Oh, sorry, not Emperor Constantine. It was um, King James. Because mm -hmm. you've heard the King, King James, James version of the Bible. Yeah. Right, we're getting somewhere. So now let's translate that to other religions and other energies. Mm -hmm. So does it make sense if you are making soup to cook it in a pan? No. No. No, because a pan's not a multi-purpose cooking thing. You're going right. to cook an egg in a pan. You're not going to cook soup. So does it make sense to pray to the same God for something that you want? No. Does that make sense at all? It doesn't. It doesn't make sense. I mean, in the, in the Christian religion, they tell you that it does because the one God is an all-encompassing God. Correct. Um, but to your point, no, that, that all-in-one, all that Walmart Supercenter version kind of doesn't make much sense when it you really think about it. It doesn't make much sense. So then, why do Christians pray to the saints? Why do Christians pray to Michael the Archangel? Why do they ask for Archangel Uriel to come and assist them? If Christianity is not polytheistic, and if Archangels do not hold some level, and the saints do not hold some level of sub-deity authority, mm -hmm. Why do we pray to them and ask for their assistance? If it's not the same as me praying to Shiva and then going to Ganesha for something else. I've never thought about that. Right. So, but Christianity's not going to tell you that. But they do teach but that. They, but they do. They do because I know, I actually, uh, I saw something online today. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, it's a social media page, sure. an Italian social media page. And they were like, oh, for this thing you you pray to St. Thomas for this, the Archangel, mm -hmm. or Michael, the Archangel, whatever. St. Jude, and protect like, children. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, oh, so there are yes. powerful people that you do yes. pray to. And yes. in my learning of Catholicism, I believe it was. Sure. Um, it was just God, Jesus, that's it. You pray to God, and Jesus is the Son, that is it. But you only pray to God. Yeah. And then when you get into the older version of the religion, the old Italian religion of it, they're praying to saints. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so there's more to this that we're not being taught at the, you know, the every all size fits one version of the religion that we're getting taught here. 
the other thing that I think is so huge when it comes to the Christian religion and downing other religions or not even downing in a lot of cases throughout history, Christianity has just absolved that yeah. entire religion and culture mm. is that if you go through religious institutions, Christian ones, um, you'll find cards that are just like this. Really? You'll find cards just like this, except it won't have, here, I'll use this one because it'll be easier. It won't have an emperor like the Major Arcana card. Instead, it'll have a Mother Mary. Really? And then instead of being, I don't know, what's this one? Instead of it being a chariot, this will be, I don't know, St. Thomas. Mm -hmm. So they do have esoteric goods, and they use them for the exact same reason. Really? They do. So all it is is just the alteration go, of the image. Correct. And alteration of the name. Correct. But it's all the same thing. It's all the same. And we talked about that. Remember we talked about, remember you had a cup with seven different straws in it and seven different drinks? Yep. And depending on which one you went, but it was all a drink. Uh, yes. They yes, all yes. quite right. So when you get into the, the, the back to the energies. Mm -hmm. So it's finding out which energy that it is that you're trying to use. And what I want your, your viewers to focus on now is don't use deities and entities like they're your best friends and they're going to come give you a ride to Walmart. Mm -hmm. They're not going to come give you a ride to Walmart. That's not going to happen. Fair enough. Not. It, it, you've seen it. I sent you pictures the other day <laughs> where I got a little too greedy with the tarot cards and literally my, my literal translation was you need to get back to work. That was, I went through the little book and the extra translation was you need to get back to work. So <clears throat> they're not going to play with you. Um, but when you are using them to focus your energy, mm -hmm. and this is, and I, I keep saying the word energy, and I want everybody to understand what I mean by that. I don't mean energy like powering your lights. By focusing your energy, when you calm yourself and you bring yourself all the way down to a baseline level, there's nothing in your mind, there's nothing in your heart, there's nothing in your head, and you then seek out that, that, that entity that mm -hmm. deity, and you begin to put your focus into that deity, you are now, you've basically put your energy in a neutral state. Mm -hmm. And so when you then begin to focus on that deity, your energy then assumes the, I don't want to, the alignment. It assumes the alignment of their energy. Mm -hmm. and, and it is then through that energy that you can then make your tarot readings. Mm -hmm. um, Oftentimes, the energy, for me, the energy that I'm trying to invoke, if I'm calling upon the Great Mother Lilith, or if I'm calling upon Ganesha, and I always call upon those two before every reading regardless, just mm -hmm. because I want them there, right. um, I will continue to call upon that deity out loud even, just so that way I know that that's where I'm putting my focus. Mm -hmm. and it is then through that focus that you make your reading. It is through that focus that you have that intuition. It is then through that focus that you can do what it is that you need to do. So you, when you go to pull, you need to be free of outcome, essentially. You, you, yes. can't, you can't be concerned with what's going to come, and you can't have a predetermined uh, reason Correct. for doing it, essentially. Correct. And when you did it the one time where it told you to get back to work, you had something in mind that you wanted to pull? Is that Correct. I was, I, I was sort of pulling just for energy at that point and i'd already done a pull on myself but i continued to pull mm -hmm. almost looking for a different result and then that's when, <laughs> like this Let yeah me go again. yeah and that's basically 
what what happened and it was mm-hmm. it was just no yeah let's get back to work <laughs> um but that's the important part here folks what i want you guys to realize is focus your energy don't just let anybody in your energy either and it's very real there are a lot of people who think it's a pseudoscience mm-hmm. who don't think it exists but the reality is if you want to see just how energetic you are as a person, mm-hmm. you can conduct electricity. Really? Yeah. How s- you ever rubbed your feet across the carpet and uh, touch somebody? Huh. You are a conductor of electricity. You are if you can conduct a physical level of electricity, mm-hmm. what makes you think you can't conduct a metaphysical level of electricity? Absolutely. And but it's that mindset of I can't up here mm-hmm. that destroys everybody mm-hmm. and people fail before they start. Mm-hmm. Um, but back to the, the, the manifestation thing and, and back to the Jesus thing and to be enveloped and to be surrounded by your wants and your needs and what you're trying to manifest. How's that any different than fake it till you make it? Oh, Absolutely. How's that any different than fake? It is the same thing. We've been, we have people, we as people have been telling ourselves the same stuff for thousands of years. Mm-hmm. Th- it's oh, yeah. so sad because it's been thousands of years. Yeah. And I'm upset because I'm just now figuring out how to do half of what it is that I'm learning how. Mm-hmm. And that's what hurts me more is because I can't actually snap my fingers and heal somebody. One day, though. So, what you, and you're talking about that in the sense of energy. So yes. In the, in, in the ability to use your energy. Correct. To do something like that. And to your point with uh, energy being real, uh, there was, uh, I, I, heard, I heard it somewhere, and it's, it holds 100% true. Even people that don't believe in energy vibe, all of that, right? When you go into, like, when you... When me and you work together, sure. we can tell if one of us is pissed with zero words being spoken. That's a fact. And, not, and it's like you can tell based on that, the energy that they're giving off, what is going on. You're giving off a, a dense energy when you're upset. Yeah. And you everybody can sense that. So, like, there were days when you'd be upset. And you, being the, the typical bubbly, happy yeah. person that you are, you'd be just quiet. You wouldn't be mad. Like we'd talk to you and you'd talk back and everything. And then like you would go in the back and I'd look at Alex and be like, what'd you do? What'd you do? <laughs> what'd you and he's do? like, what do you mean? Like, he's pissed. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I don't know. And like, it's just, it's so noticeable. Yeah. And people don't realize how, how energy can. And the thing is, if you're susceptible to, and a lot of people are susceptible to it, that energy can transfer to you as well. Mm-hmm. And that's what you have to be very careful of because that can ruin everything that you're mm-hmm. trying to do to your point mm-hmm. of be cautious who you who you allow energy yes. from yes 100 and you know and, and to touch on that folks it is so imperative that you people will pull your energy and th- here's the scariest thing you are not aware of what you're not aware of absolutely so you don't know if somebody in the room that you're in is a voodoo priest and is pulling your energy. You have no clue, mm-hmm. right? Because people look at, they don't know that I have esoteric goods in my backpack. Right. They don't assume that. They mm-hmm. assume that I'm a starting lineman for the, the Rams. <laughs> like they don't, for real. They wouldn't think. They would not think. And that is 
the very same reason why, folks, you have to be careful, right? And just as how I'm, I'm, I'm explaining to you and I'm telling you that you can't interact with these entities and deities, do exercise your own caution, right? These, do your due diligence, do your research, know the entity that you're talking to and know how they communicate. Um, because in turn, there are not so good entities that you could also run into, not to discourage anybody, mm-hmm. um, that are just malevolent. They, don't, they, they have no reason to, to be around you other than a bad one. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know how your entity communicates, it's very easy to get tricked. It's very mm-hmm. easy to get caught up. And if you don't know how to roll that back, if you don't know how to deal with salt and sage and things like that, then stick to the manifestation that I'm going to explain to you at the end of the video. <laughs> don't, don't, don't get into to, to spiritual practice. Don't start crossing waters that you don't understand yet because there is a real danger there. Too. Oh, yeah, that's absolutely dangerous. Um, and I'd be remiss if I didn't. Tell, tell your folks that. Um, so, I mean, we went over praying and manifestation, but let's get into that specifically, right? So, specifically what it takes to yeah. manifest. So, we went over being enveloped by what you want. So, let's talk about it from a manifestation point of view, because I have, I have a feeling that a lot of people that are going to try this are going to try it from the manifestation point of view and not the Christian point of view. Of course. So... When you want to begin to manifest something, the first thing that you should find out really is what it is that you want to manifest. Because a lot of people think they have an idea, right? So you, Mike, if you were to manifest something, what would it be right now for you? It could Uh, be long-term or short-term. Selfish or literally anything. Whatever you want. Um, I want to manifest the real estate journey that I'm on right now. I want it to be extremely lucrative and successful. And I'd like that fairly short term, five years. Sure. So now manifesting something that big, right? Mm-hmm. You wanna you want to manifest something that is quite substantial in, in the eyes of the universe anyway. It's oh, we're it talking is, yeah. several hundred thousand dollars, if not upwards of a million or so. Um and you can totally manifest something like that. Mm-hmm. But but Something like that, the universe isn't going to hand to you because you got on your knees and asked once. Right. And so, to borrow a line from the Christian faith again, because it is just so easy to borrow things that they use, because it, it's that's all there is, um, is faith without works is dead. Yeah. So, what that means is if you use your faith, you utilize your faith, you've manifested, you put your faith into the universe, you've spoken it into the universe, how the how Christians say, yep. and you've put your faith there, if you do not do the work, no. you will not get anything. Right. And, what, and, and a lot of people go, well, if I have to do the work, what's the point of manifesting it? Well. What's the point? It leads you, right? It, it gives you that path. Manifestation allows you to pull from the divine information you otherwise would not be privy to. Mm -hmm. And so what you'll find is, and and it's almost hard to, to try to draw a comparison, but what you have in things in your life when you begin to draw them to you is actually it increases your confidence. And confidence is going to be a large piece of success. 
Right. That is a huge determinant of your success because if you're confident in what you're doing, you're going to keep doing it. And yeah. you're going to do it better. And you're going to do it bigger. And you're going to be greater. And before you know it, you're like, oh my God, it worked. I manifested everything into my reality because mm -hmm. you had your faith and now you're putting in your good work. Right. And it, it's important to know that though. It, it's very important. So now let's talk about starting the process of manifestation. So know what you want to manifest. So for you, you said you wanted your business. So what I would do is I would call myself. I would find a clear space. For me, I am clairaudient. I guess that's the, the, the term they give it. I'm not mm. really big into terms. I just sort of practice as, as I need. Mm. Um, so I will turn on the right type of music. And then I will then begin from the very ground level. So... Okay. If I were you, I would not try to manifest my empire. If I were you, I would just try to manifest one simple house. Mm -hmm. Just a simple house. One simple house. And after you attain that one simple house, well, now I'm going to go for my second good house. Then my third awesome house. Then my fourth immaculate house. And so on and so forth. And, and you understand that on the business side, it gets way easier oh, yeah. to move up the ladder after you started the first one. Right. Yes. But the process for manifestation would be, I would start by manifesting that one small house. How? I would, I would find my God or my deity to focus my energy. In this case would be Ganesha. Mm -hmm. um, because he's the remover of obstacles. He's the leader of wisdom, which are two major things you're going to need in getting to where you want to be in business, right? You're mm -hmm. going to need wisdom to navigate the tough business world, and you're going to need a remover of obstacles because there's a lot of uh, barriers to entry. A lot oh, of absolutely. people don't even want to talk to you. Mm -hmm. um, it is then through that that Ganesha will remove the baseline obstacles that are in your way. And what a lot of people don't want to admit, and I myself am guilty of this, our biggest obstacle is us. Yes. Our biggest oh, yeah. obstacle is us. Mm -hmm. Folks, let me say that again. I'm going to say it again. Our biggest obstacle in life is us. When you pray to Ganesha and you say, please remove these obstacles, please help me move forward. I'm going to, what has Ganesha done for you already? He's removed you as the obstacle. Yeah. Because you've put your faith in Ganesha to work forward. He's removed you as the obstacle. So before he's handed you anything, Ganesha has already removed the greatest obstacle in the equation. Absolutely. And the same can be said for any deity. It can be said for Jesus. It can be said for Yahweh. It can be said for Shiva. It can be said for any once at Hartha Guyana. It can be said for any of these individuals. Mm -hmm. The biggest obstacle in life is us. And as you've personally seen, taking that first step makes all the rest seem that much easier. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Once, you, once you do the initial work, the, that first step, like you said, Everything and and you know I I went through it. You saw me live doing it. Yeah. And literally after the first first like milestone, if you will, which was amazing. By the way, watch watch <laughs> it live. I did. I watched him start his business live. It was awesome. Oh, uh, so like I went from and like I told you, the past eight years of my life have been strictly speaking about doing this. Sure. And within a three four month span. Yeah. Really I went quickly. from not having anything and just talking about it to starting an LLC, uh, having a, DBA, a real estate agent, yeah. DBA, um, having a broker, 
having a um, the uh, someone to underwrite the property, sure, everything sure. in place already, everything, yeah. everything, and learning about the different grants and things like that. Mm -hmm. And all of that came within a few months, just because, to your point, the work was put in, and the biggest obstacle, which was. I didn't, and, and that's, I've, I've said this on previous podcasts as well. Mm -hmm. My biggest obstacle in myself was I didn't have faith in myself, mm -hmm. which is why every move that I made prior to now has been extremely small, um, non-consequential moves. Sure. So sure. whether it be how the housing or the food, I always made it so it was so small that no matter what happened, I couldn't fail. I couldn't mm -hmm. fail because I didn't do anything to fail. Yeah. So now having done this, the LLC, that's money in. That's time in. The amount of studying that I put into this, that's time in. I'm doing so much in it now that I now can't like, and it's, a, it's a mental out. thing. You can't back out. And because of how much time, effort, money I've put into it, I can't fail. I've just told myself already many times, you can't fail. You're going to do this until the day you die because of the amount of work that you've already put in and the amount of success you've already seen without really having done anything to your final goal. Yeah. And that's the, and that is the power of manifestation. And that's mm -hmm. the power of getting it done. And, and, and I may not know the exact deity that you, you reached out to and that you, you asked for help for, but if anything shows you folks, it, it, it's that you absolutely can get to where you want if you can put in the good work. And you you have that faith. I, I hate to, to be the one to, to just repeat the Bible to them or, or any other religious mm -hmm. text, but that's another thing, too. Real quick, a side note. They all say the same thing. They, they all say the exact same thing. Literally. Just different names. Literally. Different names and maybe a different location. Mm -hmm. but, and three of them are all in the same location. Yep. They're all... It's like a really bad Harry Potter novel. <laughs> that's, that's what it is. Um... So let's talk about manifestation with a feather, right? And this is probably my last manifestation thing. Mm -hmm. um, so how you guys are going to do it at home. What I want you to try tonight to pull your man, or tomorrow, whenever you want, I want you to center yourself, calm your mind. Don't call out to a deity, just call out to the universe, because this is how I got started. I didn't get, remember, I didn't get started with, uh, with calling deities by names, I think right. I, source. That's that's yes. what we were. That's source. what that's. It was just source, mm -hmm. and and so you've seen how this is metamorphosized so quickly. Um, I want you to just reach out to the universe, to source, to whatever your supreme power is, and I want you to be focused and of clear mind and of clear body, and I want you to say, and I want you to focus, and I want you to continue to do this five or six times. I want you to go to bed. I want you to say, I will find a blue feather. That's it. Or a red feather or a green feather or a, just a, a, make it a, a natural feather color just because it'll increase your odds of finding it. <laughs> find a pink feather. Yeah, a pink feather. You might. Flamingo? Yeah, you might. You might. <laughs> um, and that's what I want you to do. And I want you to focus on that and really focus. Like, and I don't mean squint your eyes so tight that you give yourself a headache. I just mean, I will find a blue feather. And do that five or six times, you know, no more than 10, and, and really feel that in, in yourself and, and project it. You want to feel it being projected into the universe. And what will happen is in a few days or so, you should at some point in your life, and, and here's the thing, it's not going to just happen. It's going to happen to you in the most random of ways. You're not going to be able to ignore it. You're not going to be able to 
you'll see it. Sometimes it'll be out of the corner of your eye, and you'll be like, what the hell? Literally. Literally. And I'll get into the spiders thing, too. Mm. Um, But do that. Do that, and you will find, uh, you'll see this feather, and and then you'll know. Then then you will know. That, that That is my ticket to confirmation to your viewers. Um, and even to yourself, if you're looking for that kind of a result, mm-hmm. is focus on a blue feather. Try to find it, and don't even try. It'll it'll show up. Yeah, it'll it, find it will, you. Yeah, it will find you. And um, it that's that's all you'll know. That is, I, and I'm so confident in people's ability because I did that. Mm. I'm so confident in people's ability to do that. That is what that that's. And then from there, from there, when you've done this and you found your feather, now you know the power of man. Now you know how. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I chose a blue feather um, is because that's not really something that you have to put works in to have come to you. Right. It's not monetary. It's mm-hmm. not anything that's going to enhance your life. It's not anything that's going to change anybody's life around you. Mm. So you should be able to manifest that. Something small like that. Yeah. yeah. You should be and able to. Honestly, like to, to your point, I feel like the only time people really manifest or pray the only time that people typically do that is in times of need. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel as though that's not the proper way to go about it. Because to your point, you know, like, what do I want to manifest? It, a, a real estate empire. You know, like, people don't really sit there and break down, okay, how though? How? What, mm-hmm. what can I do to get to this point? And the feather example, the, the feather manifestation, that practice is a perfect example of something where you don't need anything to have that happen you know you're not saying hey uh i want to manifest twenty dollars and you can stumble upon twenty dollars of course but a feather of a specific color is something where it's like i don't need to go buy this i'm not gonna i could just be walking around one day and a blue feather is on the floor and Mm -hmm. that alone is like and that will click that that's the thing that will be that aha moment where you're like oh shit, this actually is real. Mm-hmm. And from there, because that's what it was with me. When me and you first met and you were talking about manifestation and spirituality, of course, I've already had the, some, some knowledge of it and I believed in the manifestation. Um, but having you there kind of guiding me at the beginning and then seeing it happen, I'm just like, oh, so this tell, is real. Tell me how you've seen it. I don't think, I don't think you told me how you, how, like actually how the manifestation has has appeared in your life so as of right now right Uh so you know that since i've met you the real estate and the food has always been a big thing so i have the sushi business and i have the real estate that i'm pursuing um when i met you though there there was zero work put into this zero work all the way up until i met you right and even while i knew you there was zero. it's just a talking point i was one of those people that wanted to just have a conversation hey here are my goals and aspirations so that other people could be like Oh, wow, that's so cool. Wow, you're going to be somebody. And after eight years of doing that, I'm like, I mean, I believed it at the beginning, but now yeah, after I eight years, I don't know if I'm actually doing this. <laughs> um, but it's always something that I wanted to pursue. I've had, I've had role models in my life um, through online, sure. uh, no one that I knew personally. But I saw okay. the, the benefits of having the financial freedom and having something that you want to do, a purpose, something that you're driven towards. And... Once I started really focusing on it, once I started breaking it down, once I started talking about it in the current, in the present tense, I am, I do own properties. I am a real estate mogul. I am, I do have a sushi business. I do, you know, all that. I started realizing, you know, like my real estate, for example, I went from, 
I went from not even being able to buy a house and having minimal knowledge on that to within three, four months of focusing on it, manifesting it, talking about it, and putting in the work. I went from nothing to I have all of the all the pieces in place to buy my first property. And there were even obstacles in the way that you knew of where yeah. there were people that were sure. willing to help but sure not did. really helping. Sure did, yeah. And those are things that because of this, I was able to identify on my own with the help of these external deities. Mm -hmm. And they helped me because prior to that, I'm a, I'm a very trusting person. Typically, I'm a very nice person. So when someone's like, oh, I want to help you, I'm like, oh, well, that's really nice of you. Yes, let's do this. And then in the back of my head, I was like, I don't think they have my best interest at heart. And, and you see what happens to individuals that when certain folks are doing spirit work and individuals try to hurt them or harm them or don't have their best interest in mind, you see what happens to individuals like that. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. You understand. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's, per <laughs> yeah, that, that's you see perfect. what happens. Absolutely. Yeah. And with the real estate, that has taken off to the point where I essentially have a team behind me yeah. working for me every day. With my, there, there was one scenario, actually, uh, where I was speaking to my agent and I said, hey, I found this house on Zillow. I want it. Let's get it. The person underwrote it and looked at the area and did the all, all of the research that I didn't do because I just saw a house that I liked and I wanted it. I was like, that's the one. And I, I told them that. They go, okay, not a problem. Give me, uh, give me a few hours to underwrite and check out the property and I'll get back to you. I go, no problem. She calls me back, no. I'm like, what do you mean no? She's in sales. Why would you say no to a sale? Yeah. I'm like, what do you mean no? Why no? Bad area, low income. The property was quickly flipped, which means there's probably a bunch of structural damage, uh, and that's not a property that you want. If I was with some shysty real estate agent who didn't have my best interest at heart, they'd have been like, oh, you want to buy it? Sure. That's fine with me. Yeah. It'll crumble in a few months. Well, give yeah. a shit. I get money. So those kind of things where I have people in, on my team that are looking out for me now. I, it's not just me looking out for me. Now it's other people looking out for me. And then with the sushi business, I went from just talking about it to doing it to now I'm in a brick and mortar restaurant. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I work alongside a well-known bar restaurant in Rochester. And that's all, again, just by, you could say by chance. It's not by chance. It happens for a reason based on the work. That, yes. And that is, again, you can, you can, and I'm, I'm trying to, to explain this. And that's why even though I sent you that text the other day, right? Because mm -hmm. I got that reading and I was yes. like, oh, dude, no way. And and it is one of those that things. That like, me because that was spot. When you said that, I was like, "Really? What did I say to him? Really? It See, and I didn't know. On. And here's the thing, too. I almost didn't send that text. I almost didn't. Really? I was I was sitting over there for a while, and just sort of pondering it before I sent the text. And mm. finally, I said, "Fuck it, let me send it." Mm. And and I sent it off anyway. And then you were like, "Did you do a reading on me?" Yeah. And first thing I was, "Did it resonate?" <laughs> oh yeah. Dude, when you did that, I was literally that entire day and the day or two prior. I was in a um, somewhat of a rut sure, uh, sure. In, uh, on the business aspect of it, right? Sure. Like work, uh, my actual job wasn't going the greatest at the time. My sushi wasn't going the greatest at the time. And that's that was a little after I got rejected by my agent about the house. Sure. Oh, <laughs> man. And I was like, fuck, like what? I, like I thought this was all working. And then you sent that and I was like, huh, okay. Ooh, man, you know, it was... That I, I I don't know I don't think I sent you a photo of it I think I took a I take a picture of most of the readings mm -hmm. that I do so I go back and reflect on them. Um, yeah, it was. But when you sent that to me, I was like, 
That must have been a reading. It had to have been a reading. Yeah, man. Yeah, I don't think I Yeah, I don't think I have it on here, but man, it was I pulled it and it was uh actually it was the very first Celtic cross I've ever read. So you were the very first Celtic cross reading I ever did. And you know, and I pulled the Celtic cross and I'll do one for you here in a little bit, but mm -hmm. uh man, I pulled it and I was like, "Oh, dude, what does a Celtic cross mean?" Uh a Celtic cross reading is just a bit more of an in-depth reading. Mm -hmm. Uh so instead of it being a three-card pull, which is one uh major arcana, two minor, um or whatever mixture of the both, I pull one minor and nine or sorry, one major and nine minor arcanas. Okay. So the major arcana would be the overarching uh, energy or field that the inquirer or whomever would be off giving, and then the miners would then be small insights that can then be adjusted or tweaked or appreciated. Okay. Yeah. So the Celtic cross was that the major? The Celtic cross was a major arcana. Well, there's so there's there's a major arcana in almost every reading, unless somebody's only reading the minor arcanas. Okay. So uh, so what made you send me that text though? So what was the reading that was pulled that made you like, ah, shit, hold on. So, well, so... We check in on him. Yeah, so it was it was the hanged man in reverse for the major arcana. <laughs> okay. Um, and, <laughs> All right. And then the, the, the minor arcana over the top of that was the Wheel of Fortune. What does that so, mean? So the Wheel of Fortune is, is, is another major arcana card that it, it's... When it's upright, it's great, right? You got the wheels of fortune turning in your favor. It's a giant pentacle. It's basically the okay. Ace of Pentacles. Gotcha. Um, and so, uh, and then we get into sort of the minor arcanas, where mm -hmm. I pulled eight of them. We, I think we had like the eight of rods and things like that. And how I see rods and swords. So a sword I see as a, a tool of hard work, mm -hmm. right? And so when I got the, uh, the, the Knight of Swords in reverse for you, that meant that you weren't doing very much work. You were very stagnant in mm -hmm. what you were doing. And... And then, uh, what was it? It was the, something of the rods. It was like the three of rods or something like that we also got in reverse, which let me know that it was, which is sort of like the work up here, mm -hmm. right? Because rods or uh, another way, like a right-of-way deck would have them written down as wands. Mm -hmm. So that's a wand that's used by the magician, yeah. which is also a major arcana card. Um, and so by me seeing that, it was at that point that I was like, okay, look, he's not, doing so hot and I and at that point the cards don't tell me specifically what you're not doing so hot in mm -hmm. so that's why I I, I I thumbed over for a minute I figured out how I was going to word it and then it took me like an hour to, to decide if I was actually going to send the text uh -huh. yeah yeah it was it was <laughs> it was spot on it was honestly very spot on in, the, in in my life at that time and yeah I was I was at a point uh after all of that because you have to you have to realize like when one thing isn't going great, cool. Two things, but all the things not going great, <laughs> you know, it kind of puts you, it, it makes you step back a couple and yeah. be like, all right, what am I doing wrong? And at that point, I was in that step back where I was like, all right, what am I doing wrong? What, what, is, what is going on here? Why is everything kind of, why, why is this week everything has kind of just like stopped? Why? Sure, and sure. so when you, when you texted me that, I was in that point where I was just like, kind of looking over everything like all right what do i need to change what do i need to do but in that i wasn't doing anything yeah and so when you said send me that text i was like god damn like spot on mm -hmm. and that and that's the crazy thing having gotten the tarot recently realizing how real 
it is. Like Dude. when I thought about tarot prior to actually like partaking in tarot on a regular basis, now, sure. um, I thought like you're pull, you're pulling cards. Who gives a shit? You put the what does it matter? But then now on my other podcast, we pull tarot every week, and it fairly That's accurately stuff, is like, hey, this is what this next week is happening. And when it's a good week, I, it could be placebo, but I don't think it is at all because it's so accurate all the time. You know, like there are weeks when we'll pull like the nine of pentacles or whatever. And then I'm getting crazy sales in work. My sushi thing is going crazy. <laughs> and uh, the the real estate thing with the real estate thing, obviously, there's there's not it's a slow process with the sure. real estate thing. Um, but, you know, there's there's, you know, house prices like one of the times we pulled pentacles. I saw house prices went down. I'm like, OK, that's a, that's a step in the right direction. Sure. Um, someone that one of my employees that I work with now. Her father does rental properties, and she was breaking down how that works for me. So, like, when I get the pentacles, things like that, everything seems to go right. And then when you texted me that, we didn't, we did a pull on the podcast, and it actually was like a pretty shitty pull. Like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and then you sent me that at the end of the week, and I was like, hmm. told me this was gonna, what was gonna happen at the, during the week. And then he sent me that. And I'm like, well, the cards aren't talking to each other, or are they? Yeah. And, and that's the thing, too, where, um, you, you had that, and and the thing is, you've got one hell of a spirit team, um, and and that's the thing, Mike. You just keep going forward, and that's that's honestly every time I I do a pull for you, um, that's really it, man. I I really tap it. Same thing, how I invoke entities to come to me when I call upon Lilith, I call upon Ganesha. If I'm doing a remote reading for an individual like yourself, and I don't mm -hmm. remote read for anybody except close friends, people I know, people whose energies I've experienced. Mm -hmm. I call out your name like you're in the room. Really? I'd be like, I'm this reading is for, you know, Mike and you know, I don't know if they know your last name. So it's just I call for Mike and we go through and that's Oh, you say them like the people? Yeah, I don't know if they know your last name. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I say, you know, this this is for Mike Sorigliano, you know, and then I'll say it a couple times again as I'm shuffling my cards. I want this energy to be infused for Mike Sorigliano. This is his reading. If he needs any help, please send some energy his way. You know, let's back this up. Let's do right. So I'm basically doing the black church routine, the Alpha and the <laughs> Omega. He is the one and true God. I'm doing that, but for you. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yes. Um, I love it. So that way we can get there. And then, you know, if I get a good reading from you, awesome. I won't say shit. Mm -hmm. I'll just let you fly through your week. You do great things, awesome stuff. But if I get a bad reading, depending on how bad it is, I might send some words of encouragement. <laughs> hey, I can tell some things aren't going great. Yeah, I'd be like, like, yeah, oh. buckle up. Buckle up. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, honestly, all of this spirit, the spirituality and the terror, everything, it, all, all encompassing with this. I feel as though this is something that everybody needs to be in tune with because yes. the benefits of it, if nothing else, just personally, mentally, and emotionally, this be, being one with spirituality, I, it helps you to your point when you're talking to the source or whoever your deity is that you're talking to. You do have to be grounded. You do have to be neutral. And that brings you back to a, a, a healthier place mentally yeah. because a lot of people go through their lives just basically just pushing cortisol through their body because work is stressful, family is stressful, bills are stressful. And this that gives you a moment to really self-reflect and just be at peace for a moment. And in that moment, and this is what I've experienced, because when you're doing so many things, like you now in your new position at work, you have a lot more on your shoulders now. Mm -hmm. And so when you have the that time to sit down and just peacefully, nothing, meditate, and you can talk to the deities and the gods, and 
it's the perfect combination of like like relieving stress while also putting in the work because that's really i feel as though that's what most people's stress derives from is just not wanting to stop working always worrying about something so that's like a peaceful way to really decompress while still doing the work hey this is what i this is what i did today this is what i want to do in the future uh please help me on this journey give me signs da, da, da. and those conversations though they're small and praying to god is is the christian way of doing that same thing right but doing that, I've noticed, has really, it centers you every time. It centers you, and it makes it so that you're not just a walking ball of stress. Yeah. And it makes your energy that much better and that much more positive for other people to experience because that's what other people do. You feed, your energy feeds other people. Yeah. Right? So when does. me and you work with each other, when we had those conversations about spirituality, work, whatever, right, our energies man. would feed off of yeah. each other. And we would sit there. There were times when we didn't see a customer for two hours and i'd be like oh shit it's been two hours we gotta close but the conversation because the energy like everything just works and meshes and when you find those people and i feel like those people come to you when you're mm-hmm. when you need it most mm-hmm. and those people aren't those aren't just regular people and that's what people have to realize is you can't just to your point allow any energy into your life you have to be very selfish in that sense you can't just let negative people in your life people that need you to fix them yeah like you can't do that and the thing is and this happened to me in my life personally just this past year because that's when i started to get really into it when you find your inner zen you fall in love with it so much and you fall in love with yourself for it so much Mm -hmm. you will no longer allow those people you will no longer associate with the people who bring your energy down Mm -hmm. dude i've cut off friends family very close family because they disrupt my inner peace i no longer want that for myself i don't there's so much stress between work and life in society right now why do i want to go home and deal with that Mm -hmm. you shouldn't and and that's again right and and the the deities and manifesting and meditation all of those things help you achieve that um another big thing that i'm working on now man is I'm, i'm dissolving my my preference my my need for choice really because yeah because to to and this comes from the monks but where they are happy they're they're happiest because they own nothing they have Mm -hmm. no preference one way or another they are just as happy drinking a glass of water as they are a can of monster Mm -hmm. and i really aspire to live like that maybe not without things because i need my tech and things like that but um but to sort of not have my whole life revolve around preference, right? That to me would be a a that's that's what I'm working toward on my higher self right now. That is where I am in my ascension. So what have you? What do you realize? I guess that affected you negatively to where you're like preference is not what I want to have. Like what 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 made you experience that thought? So really, what it was is uh, this uh, getting my new getting a, getting an iPhone. Right. So uh, it was, I, I would have liked a Pro Max, mm-hmm. but I, I wound up with the Plus, which is in my pocket or on the table. Mm-hmm. And um, and I was using the 14 Plus, and I realized if I would have bought a Pro Max, I would have spent four or $500 more, but I'm getting the exact same level of enjoyment out of that phone. And then mm-hmm. I began to look at that in other areas of my life. I began to look at the food I was eating. So I like to shop at Wegmans. I'm spending so much money. Do I have to go here? 
can I go somewhere else? And it sounds like bargain hunting because at the beginning, that's what it started out as. Yeah. But what I began to do is I'm slowly over time changing my brain chemistry. But something so terrible that happened to me, I guess, to answer the question. Um, it wasn't really anything terrible that happened. It was just that realization of I don't have to shoot for the moon to be happy. In right. fact, I can be grounded and be happy. Right. So why go to the moon? So are you, um, and this is a conversation that I've had with my uh, my other friend who's sure. big into spirituality, because he has the same, he, pre he preaches that sentiment, preaches it. Mm -hmm. And myself being someone who is driven to pursue financial freedom, mm -hmm. there's a lot of money involved in that, obviously. Sure. And he's told me that that is not the way to go about life if you want to be happy. And so for yourself personally, where do you draw the line between because like financial freedom, I feel as though that's ever, like even the monks, mm -hmm. they don't have fine. They have financial freedom in the sense that they just don't need finances. Yeah. yeah. Um, so in your life, where do you draw the line between chasing the pentacles too much mm -hmm. and living within your means or below your means or not having means at all? Sure. Sure. Um, so I guess chasing the pentacles, you mean like chasing the dollars? Money. Money. Yeah. Okay. Um Honestly, man, out of, <clears throat> with how long, the six months that you've known me or the nine months now that you've known me, how many times have you ever heard me talk about money? I feel like rarely. Yeah. And the reason I don't really talk about money is because I don't really need it. Mm -hmm. Like, not that I have so much of it that I don't need it. No, right. I got a job. <laughs> I'm working. I'm getting I, it. I, I got a job. Um, but I don't seek that. Everybody would love to have a million more dollars in their bank account. Right. Everybody would. That's not what I'm saying at all. But in terms of what would I rather have? Would I rather have $100 or 100 hours of peace? I'll take that 100 hours of peace every time. Mm -hmm. And... You know, I guess the saying more money, more problems. Yeah. Um, I'm happy just being happy. And if I make a billion dollars, okay, great. You know, I, I will make a billion dollars. But I'm not going to sacrifice my peace of mind and my internal zen to do that. And so I think that's what your friend is, is talking yes. about when he's saying that he values his internal mm -hmm. wealth than his materialistic wealth. Right. And... But I think he's dead wrong in saying that you can't have both. In fact, I know he's dead wrong in saying you can't have both. Because there are billionaires out there who do have both. And, and, and to your point, when you have that financial freedom, it does remove the... I can't say it removes the, the vindictive nature of the individual because that's entirely based on the individual. Right. But it removes the strife that would lead to an individual becoming vindictive, if that makes sense, mm -hmm. right? If you have money, you don't have to be a drug dealer and potentially kill somebody. Right, right. So I guess to your point, you can have both. You absolutely can. And I think somebody like you, Mike, if you became a billionaire, I guarantee you at least half of it would be philanthropy. So that's, but that's just the kind yes. of guy you are. Mm -hmm. So there's nobody better for source to give the money to. So, that. but that's, that's my thing. But 
Again, that's exactly why somebody like you would achieve your wildest dreams and somebody who's bah humbug won't. Right. That's the difference. Now, I do want to um, I do want to bring this up because and this isn't really too too much into what we've been talking about, but it is something that I'm curious about on your end. Mm-hmm. Um, there are two um, methods of thought in regards to people evolving, right? Okay. Um, obviously, there is a, a an awakening happening. There is people finding spirituality every day. I feel as though the generation that we are is more spiritual than most in the past, but really spiritual as opposed to just like, oh, I go to church because my mom went to church and her mom went to church. Mm-hmm. Now it's more so like, you're finding Hinduism. You're finding, uh, in my uh, friend's case, he just finds uh, the universe mm-hmm. is his God, his mm-hmm. source. Um, and so me and him have an ongoing um, debate mm-hmm. where I say that in order to achieve mass awakening, mass spiritual awakening, there needs to be work put in in order to get to that point. Yeah. And he says that you don't need that. Now, do you believe that people find this on their own and they kind of there there doesn't need to be someone at the forefront pushing it? Or sure. do you think that it's more so, so work driven? No. It is I will tell you this, you this, 150% of the time when there is somebody in the front saying follow my lead. This is the way to the promised land. This is how you're going to do it. We're going to do this. Let's raise tithes. We're going to do it. That's when you run. Ah. That's when you run. Because the reason why folks are in the predicament they're in today in terms of spirituality is because there was somebody at the forefront saying, follow me. This is how you follow this religion. This is how we're going to do it. These are our traditions. We're going to raise tithes. We're going to erect temples and churches. And everybody that doesn't follow this religion, we're going to kill. Yeah. That is how it's happened. Mm -hmm. When that happens, you run. This is very much so individualized practice. And if you are going to practice with other individuals, you do so from a, you're all at the same baseline at the table. How you're sitting across the table from me, how we are equals, that is how it's going to be played out. And when you are together practicing, it's called a coven, right? And, and typically, these covens have, um, like, they, they have their own focus. Their main focus, that's what they're practicing. They have mm-hmm. their, their own sets of deities and things like that. And it's very, very strict and stringent, almost more strict than, like, Orthodox Islam. Mm-hmm. So, um, yes, but no, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, so, so you think that, and, and to, this is kind of his point, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, like this podcast, this episode, for example, sure, right? Sure. People on the journey will stumble upon it because they're meant to type thing. So I I love, I, I don't like the they're meant to. And you don't re- like the fate? The, and the reason why I don't like the they're meant to thing is because it would mean that the three people over here are meant to find source, but the 12 over there aren't. Mm-hmm. When in reality, all 15 people are meant to find source. Mm-hmm. They are they are all meant there there is nothing significant or special about me that your viewers and you do not have. Mm-hmm. There is nothing significant. I am just more in tune because I did the things that we just explained. 
and so that would be it. That right. that that would be it. I, I don't like the meant to be thing. I think that in fact everybody has everybody has a one to one run in with the energy that that formulates and 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 dictates the outcomes of this universe. Mm -hmm. It's whether you have that interaction before your the day of your death. That's entirely up to the individual on how they live. So, do you think that then the the way people can or should, however you want to uh, think about it, go about this is more so just not being ignorant about it, right? So, do looking into something, seeing if it's for you, and if it's not cool, if it resonates, great, and you're in it. Sure. More so that type of thing, where just yeah. don't do it out of a place of ignorance. Yeah, don't. Yeah, and and you shouldn't be. And and again, it's the 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 most a big prominent group that that's like that are like the the Christians and they they follow their 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 belief and and not just them but the, the Jews same thing and it's all oh, it's devil work devil work or you're working with the golem if you're a Jew and mm. things like that and um but but no no you can you can do it within your religion I I, I and I encourage people to do so within their, and the reason why I encourage them to do it within the religion that they are comfortable with if they're not going to go directly to the universe itself is because typically they can achieve the same result so long as they follow the rules and manifestation that we laid out for them. Okay, yeah. I like it. Now, we're going to, uh, first of all, did we miss any of the points that you No, made? no, we got through so all So we're going to do a tarot pull um, to end the video. But prior to the tarot pull, if there's anyone out there looking to start getting into spirituality and finding their place in this spiritual realm and who their God is and all of that. Um, what's a piece of advice that you would give them to help them on their journey, help them to start that journey? Uh, what I would do is similar to when you begin manifestation, folks, just ground yourself, be neutral, and I want you to simply ask the universe to show you a deity or ask for a deity to come through. Um, and if it doesn't happen right away, don't be discouraged, right? This is something that took me, God, I went, I, I didn't start speaking. I started speaking about Source first, and then I went to Ganesha almost a month or so afterwards. So it was a month of me building this strength. So really just, you know, continue to ask and continue to seek the guidance and always have an open mind. And what will happen is you will begin to be inundated. And once you find it, and, and, and it clicks with you, and you'll know, because it'll just click. Um, from there, everything will begin to make sense. Okay. And then, what is one thing that you would like to really hammer home for the people watching this video, the one point you want them to take away from everything that you've talked about today and everything that you've taught today? Um, I guess the one point is you can, you can achieve your wildest dreams. It is worked for Mike it's working for me. Uh, it's worked for countless other people that I know and have interacted with and have spoken to. You can do it too. I love that. That's it. Now, before we pull tarot, I want to thank sure. you for being on the podcast and making the time for this. This was absolutely beautiful and enlightening. I and I couldn't have thought of a better way to start season two. Dude, I'm so you. happy. Season two. I could give you one of those hoodies, dude. I'm, I got you. No, I got I'm Taiwan. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. You never. Never make homies pay. <laughs> All right, let's see what we got here. All right, I'm just going to quickly bridge shuffle our minor arcana. Everybody, now when you pull tarot, some folks pull tarot differently than others. Some may only pull uh, three cards. Some may pull only minor. Some may only pull majors. 
really, it's entirely up to the individual. So I'm going to be doing a reading on Mike. This is going to be my first in-person reading on Mike, which is very, very interesting. <laughs> you will cut that, please, Mike. Um, and with my deck, folks, really simple. I do keep a quarter-ounce piece of pure silver in on top of my deck that grounds my deck and basically just puts neutral energy uh, and it makes life really, really easy. Push, we'll cut that one for me, please. Perfect. So we are doing a Celtic cross style reading. Okay, so we are temperance in reverse. So mm, have we been, uh, <laughs> we not been exercising temperance? Let's see. And two of pentacles. Okay, so this is upright. Mm -hmm. This is upright for the minor. All right, let's go below. Okay. Above. Okay. Position three. Position four. Okay. So, what I'm getting here, this is the Celtic cross layout of a okay. tarot reading. Is this a standard way to do tarot, or this, are there multiple there, there's ways? There's no set standard of, of tarot. This is just how I do my readings. I'm a very in-depth person, and I really like to have the spirits come through and give me a very holistic outlook on an individual. So I have temperance in reverse, uh, and then that is then prefaced with the two of pentacles. Okay. So this tells me right here that we're maybe juggling things that... Um, that we may have some investments in, which I happen to know. Um, but this also lets us know if we can see, and I'll show a video here. So he's basically uplifting these two pentacles, and then he's got like a little unicorn down here. And basically what he's doing is he's just, he's holding up what he wishes to reap and to sow, and the little mm -hmm. unicorn is there to assist him. But then we come down here, and so the reading is major, minor, and then we go down, up, across, down, up, back. And then up. Gotcha. So we come down here, which is the Seven of Cups. So if you notice the Seven of Cups here, Mike, you see the magician standing mm -hmm. back here. And he's got all of his cups. And each one is basically overflowing with something. You've got a devil. You've got the, the unicorn. You've got the, this is the Ace of Cups, the, the, Ace, uh, the Cup of Pentacles, and the Cup of Swords and all this other good stuff. So what you're finding here is there's a lot going on in front of him, mm -hmm. right? But what this actually means is all of his cups are either full or filling. Okay. So what that means is he is having his great outcome. You are have a lot of different things, a lot of different areas mm -hmm. working for you. Then we come up here to the six of pentacles in reverse. Mm -hmm. So if you notice, he's trying to do what? He is trying to collar this uh, unicorn that's mm -hmm. running away. And... The problem is it's in reverse. So mm -hmm. he is not successfully tolerating this unicorn. Mm -hmm. So this tells me that whatever it is that you are working on or whatever it is that is bothering you that you wanted to get out of this reading today, you got to work just a little bit harder on it. Okay. Uh, then we come over here with the Three of Cups in reverse. So the Three of Cups, this is a filling step, right? So this mm -hmm. is the after effect. And this is basically 
we want to see that the other direction. So what's happening, either we're working, we got to work a little bit harder on this, but we got to bring the, your cup isn't as full as you'd like it to be. Right. It's not where it, it's not where it is, and uh -huh. that's what and that's why she's hold. That's why these women are holding these chalices, but they're upside down. They're not full. Okay, but that's okay, because we come over to here. This is the four of pentacles mm -hmm. in reverse. Right again, he's leading his unicorn. So you have the right, and he, you notice he's standing on these pentacles here. Mm -hmm. So you have everything under your feet, Mike. It's mm -hmm. under your feet. You're leading the way, but. What this tells me is it may feel like you're going in the wrong direction. Mm -hmm. Where you want to go is over here, but it's like you're going over there. Mm -hmm. But then I see the Ace of Rods, right? The Ace of Rods or the Ace of Wands. This is the magic stick. You have the magic stick already. Okay. You've got it. You can do what you need to. You've got what you need mm -hmm. to be successful. I like that. Then we come up to here where it's the Nine of Pentacles in reverse. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my pentacles are in reverse. So... <laughs> Um, again, uh, she's she's sort of petting this. All of these pentacles are down here. Again, you just you've got the tools, but you don't have the the end all be all yet. That's right. what it is. These pentacles are not here yet. Mm -hmm. The good thing is that they're on the table. Okay, I like it. Then we come over to here. We got the King of Rods. Here's why this is significant, right? He is. This is him holding. This is the king. Mm -hmm. The king of rods. This is the king of rods, Mike. Mm -hmm. He has achieved what he needed to. He is the king. He is the emperor. He is in <laughs> charge. But then we come over here to the end-all, be-all card. This is the nine of rods. If he is the king of rods, the king of rods, and the nine of rods, the king of rods, and the nine of rods... This is telling me that not only are you going to achieve and be the king of rods, but you're going to have eight more. I like that. That's good. So, to quick recap on what we did. This is temperance, right? Temperance in reverse. So, you have maybe been a little loosey-goosey with whatever it is, whatever. That's okay, though, mm. right? Because you're juggling and you're working real hard. So, that Problem means is, I'm not working hard enough, or does that mean that I'm... What does that mean? So, uh, so let me. So, the gist of the reading is you, you're working hard enough, but you haven't gotten what you wanted yet, and mm -hmm. and that is, I guess, I guess the overall feeling is impatience. Oh, absolutely. That's that's the way to oh, put absolutely. it. Is is it's impatience, and basically, you are, you know, you're, you're you're going through this this whole thing impatiently, and it's just trying to let you know like dude you're you're working to where you need to work you're you're filling your cups clearly you're filling your cups he's here with all his cups filled in different aspects though right the devil the unicorn the fish the pentacles the sword and this magical cup up here they're overflowing he has all these different things in front of him and then i have the king here which tells me you're going to get where you need to get. And in fact, you're going to get there with all these different tools that you have. But you got to continue to work consistently and be a little bit more patient. That's what this is. This is impatience. And it's saying you're going to get there, right? Mm -hmm. Bide your time. Use you know your entities. Use your deities. Use your tarot deck. But you're going to get where you need to go. It's going to take some time. Celtic cross readings are very long-term readings. This is extremely accurate for the right now as well, though. Oh, like sure. The future, I, I love all sure, the rods. Sure. I love that. Sure, sure. But 
you're absolutely I'm, I'm an impatient person in general yeah and this was spot on to that because that's the rut that i'm in or that sure. i've been in um that's really what it comes down to is just the fact that i'm not where i want to be <laughs> now that's really what it comes down to yeah but no that was spot on and that was the first tarot reading that we ever had on in progress <laughs> for me thank you again for being absolutely. on the podcast jay so happy to be here and I need to make sure that all of you guys like, comment, and subscribe to the podcast. And if you have any questions about spirituality or want to have ask Jay any more questions, feel free to comment or DM me, and we'll bring him back on for another episode, and we can bring it back to this. Thank you, and have a great day. See you later, guys.